This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. This week's parasha begins with the mitzvah of Bikurim. The farmer brings his Bikurim to the Beis Amikdosh. The end of last week's parasha is the mitzvah of Mechias Amalek. What's the connection between erasing Amalek and bringing Bikurim to the Beis Amikdosh? If we take a closer look at last week's parasha, we see something that needs explanation. The beginning of last week's parasha discusses going out to war. The end of the parasha, last week's parasha, is Milchemes Amalek. War on this side, war on that side. In the middle, you have the most mitzvahs, more mitzvahs than any other parasha. All these wonderful, beautiful mitzvahs. Why are so many mitzvahs of the Torah, more than any other parasha, sandwiched in between going out to war with our enemies? What's the connection between so many mitzvahs being sandwiched in going out to war with our enemies? How is all this a preparation for Rosh Hashanah? The answer is the following. The war that's being discussed in last week's parasha, Rashi brings down, Chazal say, it's discussing Melchemes Rishus. From a deeper level, what does it mean, Melchemes Rishus? The concept Rishus refers to areas that are not mitzvahs, they're not averus, they're Rishus. They're permissible. They're a gray area in Judaism. What does it mean, milchemes rishus? What are we fighting with when we're fighting over eating, drinking, sleeping, walking, working? The answer is, in a milchama you have a winner and a loser. Who's the winner in a milchemes rishus and who's the loser? What's called the winner? How do you win a milchemes rishus? The answer is, you win a milchemes rishus by elevating the rishus into a mitzvah. It's a gray area. When you bring it up and you make it into a mitzvah, that's called winning Milchemes Rishus. Losing Milchemes Rishus means when you take the Rishus and the Rishus leads you to an Avera. And when the Rishus becomes an Avera, that's called losing the Milchemes Rishus. Winning means when the Rishus elevates you with the Rishus into a life of mitzvahs, reverse, losing Milchemes Rishus goes into the world of Averas. You see this very clearly from the mitzvah in last week's parasha, the mitzvah of Ben Soira Omer. He struggles with Milchemes Rishus. He loves meat and he loves drinking wine. He eats kosher meat. He drinks only kosher wine. But what's it going to lead him to? What does the Torah say? It's going to lead him to stealing and murdering. Which means that if your lust for Rishus pulls you down, it's going to be Avera Guerreras Avera. It's going to cause an Avera of stealing and then even killing. You're going to go from bad to worse. So that's why the Torah kills him now already. The famous Ramban on the words, on the Pasuk, on the mitzvah of Kedoshim Tiyu, says the Ramban, Kaddish Atzmecha B'mutelecha. Sanctify yourself with what's muta to you, meaning Rishus. Which means, Kaddish, Kedoshim, means mitzvahs. Mitzvahs are Kedusha. Kadshenu B'mitzvahsecha. Asher Kedishonu B'mitzvahsecha. So when the Ramban is saying, Kaddish Atzmecha B'mutelecha, it means, take the Mutelecha, take the Rishus, and Kaddish, make it into a mitzvah. So these are the both ends of the spectrum. If you mekayim a mitzvah of Kedoshim Tiyu means you make the Rishus into a mitzvah. And that triggers off mitzvah, Gereris mitzvah. You'll see it leads you from one mitzvah to the next. Chas v'shalem, a person who falls on Melchemes Rishus, begins the path of Avera, Gereris Avera, like the Ben Soira Amar. So now we understand 
The parsha last week's parsha begins and then the parsha continues with one mitzvah after the other, and as Rashi explains, the sequence of mitzvah gererus mitzvah, because. If you win, if you win the war, then the Rishus turns into a mitzvah and it leads you on a path of mitzvah, Gureris mitzvah, which is the continuation of the parsha of Kiseitse. Amalek at the end of the parsha is the opposite. The first thing we know about Esau, Amalek's grandfather, that Yaakov and Esau are having a dialogue. The first dialogue they have, Esau says to Yaakov, Pour the soup. Pour the soup down my throat. Rashi says, Esau uses a lotion of haliteini no. Says Rashi, it's a lotion you use for feeding animals, for feeding camels. Esau is saying, I eat like a camel. Esau is mezalzel in Rashus. Eating is the classical Rashus. And the first words of Esau is that Rashus by me is not a subject, it's not an avoider. He loses on Rishus. If he loses on Rishus, then it's Avera, Geras, Avera. Then he's doomed. And that's what he said in that conversation. I'm doomed. I fail on Rishus. If I fail on Rishus, I eat like an animal. My Rishus is behaving like an animal. Is therefore, it follows on a path of like the Ben Sarah And that's why Bilam says, If you follow on the path, where you pull down the Rashus, you go down to Avera, Guerrero, Avera, and it goes from bad to worse. It's disaster. Yaakov Avinu is the opposite of Esau. Chazal say that Yaakov Avinu instituted Tfilas Arvis. And Chazal say that Tfilas Arvis Rashus. What does it mean that Marav is a Rashus? Rashus, we just explained what Rashus means. Arvis is the Lashon of Taruvois. A mixture. Because Rishus is a mixture of mitzvah and Avera. It depends what you do with it. Tfilis Arvis Rishus. Yaakov Inu made the Rishus into a Tfil, into Avoida. Yaakov looks at Rishus as being a sacred Avoida Hashem. He made it into Tfila. You know, Tfila is called in the Gemara Chaye Shah. We're davening for Chaye Shah. We're davening for the mundane. We're davening for the worldly needs. Our worldly, our physical worldly needs. Tfila is called Chaye Shah. Yaakov elevates the Chayeshah, the Tefillah, to Torah. And therefore, the Apostle says, Hakoil Koil Yaakov. Koil Koil is the Koil of Torah and the Koil of Tefillah. Tefillah is Chayeshah. For Yaakov, there's no difference between Tefillah and Torah. Just like Torah is Chaye Olam, just like Torah is the Mitzvah, Talmud Torah, Keneged Kulam, so too Yaakov you know, incorporates Tefillah, incorporates Chayeshah, incorporates all areas of Rishus into Torah. By Yaakov, it's all one thing. So Yaakov is the polar opposite of Esau. Esau takes Rishus and drags it down. Yaakov takes Rishus and elevates it, makes it into Avoid, and makes it into Tefillah. That's why it's very interesting that the Yom Tov that, the Yom Tov that corresponds to Yaakov Aminu is Sukkot. Pesach is Avram. Shavuos is Yitzchok. Sukkot is Yaakov. Do you know what happens on Sukkot? On Sukkot, all Rishus becomes a mitzvah. What's the mitzvah of sukkah? Dwell in the sukkah like you dwell in your house, like Rishus. You eat in the sukkah, it's a mitzvah. You sleep in the sukkah, it's a mitzvah. You walk in the sukkah, it's a mitzvah. On sukkahs, Rishus turns into mitzvahs. That's exactly Yaakov Avinu's avoider. Rishus turns into mitzvahs. The Pazik says in Yishlach, after Yaakov left Esau, Esau 
wanted to join with Yaakov. Yaakov says, leave me alone, you go your way, I go my way. After that, Yaakov travels to Sukkot. When you get rid of Esau, then you can take a Yontav like Sukkot, you can take all the Rishus that's in the world, and you can elevate all the Rishus into, into Kedusha. That's the Melchama. That's the Melchemes Rishus. That's why Sukkot has more mitzvahs, says the Gemara Numa, than other Yom Toivim. <laughs> Just like Parashas Kiseitse has more mitzvahs than any other parasha, because if you elevate Rishus, like at the beginning of Kiseitse, it triggers off Mitzvah Gereris Mitzvah. So too, so too, Yaakov Avinu, the Sukkot, which is Yaakov's Yom Tif, it triggers off more mitzvahs than other Yom Toivim. That's the connection between Mechia Samalek and the mitzvah Bikurim. The mitzvah Bikurim is Rishus. It's the farmer he's working out in the field. He comes and it's a mitzvah Bikurim. He takes his crop, he takes his Shiva Saminim and he brings him to the Beis Amigdash and he elevates his crop, he elevates his work, he elevates the Monday and he elevates his Rishus into a mitzvah. After Mechia Samalek you can do that. What is this to do with Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah is the Avoidah of Malchias. Malchias means that we have to spread Hashem's domain over all areas. Over which areas? An area that's a mitzvah, an area that's Torah, that's already Hashem's domain. The area of an Avera Chas Rishalem is rebellion against Hashem. It cannot be Hashem's domain. The area of Malchus that we have to spread, Malchusay Bakoil Mashallah, Malchuscha Malchus Kolelamim, that Malchus is to spread, to conquer more ground, to conquer more land. The kings were busy fighting. They were fighting to enhance, to broaden, to extend their kingdom. How do we extend Hashem's kingdom? If we take Hashem's domain, we take Hashem's Malchus from mitzvahs and we spread it into the domain of Rishus. When you turn Rishus into mitzvah, you have now extended the Malchus of Hashem. And that is the essence of Malchus. The essence of Malchus is like all the kings went to fight to gain more land and more land. So too Malchus Shemaya means to gain more and more and more for Hashem. And that's the area of Rishus. That's the hachonah, the preparation for, to repair ourselves from Malchus, the Malchus of Rosh Hashanah, the, the, our void in Chodesh El, is to try to elevate, to try to be more careful when we eat and when we sleep and when we get along with our day-to-day work. And that's the ultimate Mechias Amalek. Amalek, at the end of last week's parasha, the Pasuk says, He cools down the avoid of Derech. The Gemara says in Sukkah, or on the Pasuk of Alech Dechova Derech, Ma Derech Roshus. Derech corresponds to the avoid of Rishus. The Gemara in the Havamina. Derech corresponds to the, the avoid of Rishus. When you're going on your way, Rishus. means Amalek cools down this whole avoid of Rishus, of Derech. We should be Zorchem et Hashem to Mechias Amalek. And by the way, this is why in the story of Purim, the Jews succumbed to the clip of Rishus. They enjoyed Achashver, the Sudas Achashverosh. The Hashtia Kados ain't oinus. The Gemara says Kados shall Torah. There was no Averis over there. There was no Treif. There was no Yain Nesach. Seems from the Gemara there was no Averis. It was a Suda of Rishus. Oh, but such a terrible, immoral, disgusting Rishus. The Rishus was dragged down into the lowest place possible. And that's why there was a terrible decree because the Jews participated. There was a terrible decree. And who rose to power? Homon, Amalek. When the Jews succumb and they take Roshus and they lower it to the lowest place as it was by the Surah Zachash they do the same thing as Amalek does. And therefore we fell into the hands of Homon. After the story of Purim, 
The Jews re-accepted the whole Torah because they realized that if you're Makadish Rishus, it sets you on a path of all the mitzvahs, mitzvah gereris mitzvah. If you succumb on Rishus, there's no hope, and that was the Gzera. The beginning of the story of Purim is the no hope. There was a Gzera to destroy the Jewish people, because they're like a Ben Sora Meir, they're like a Molik. If you're Mazalzin and Rishus, it leads you on a path of Avera Gereris Avera. The end of the story of Purim is when the Jews rectified this, and on the country, the Sudas Purim is a Sudas Mitzvah. We turn our Rishus into Mitzvah, we use our money for Tzedakah, and we turn everything into a Mitzvah is then Kimu the Kiblu and then the Jews received the whole Torah all over again we should be Zorcha to a good Gebench the year and we should be Zorcha Mitzvah Hashem to extend Hashem's Malchus that all the Rishus in the world should become Mitzvah as it will be when Mashiach comes all the Rishus will be elevated into Mitzvahs and this should happen in Mitzvah Hashem speedily in our days you've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com